Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. Dave and Dijanovic, your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories. On KSL News Radio, Dave and Dijanovic have inside sources. We have inside sources because we have Boyd Matheson. Uh, when news broke about Senate Minority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell stepping down in November, we knew that Boyd would have a lot of information on this. So I stand before you today, Mr. President, and my colleagues to say this will be my last term as Republican leader of the Senate. Now, typically, boy, th- this is the opportunity for everyone to like remember the good old days <laughs> and to honor the career of Mitch McConnell. But I, I would like to have a little more truth because I, <laughs> th- this has been a divisive individual, yeah, effective in many ways, but. Uh, I'm sure you've had more than a few run-ins with, I saw, with I have Mr. a few McCall. scars. Yeah. <laughs> a few scars. Well, my, a, my eyebrows have grown yeah. back. But. And he's been back there since the uh, mid '80s. Yeah, I think I was graduating high school when he took went back there yeah. from Kentucky, and you worked back for in in D.C. for Senator Mike Lee. Yeah. So you would have some interaction with him, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and what are your thoughts? Give us the inside was, scoop. And, and some of it was positive. We don't uh, <laughs> we don't want the political answer here. No. We so, want the tea. So so here's here's the here's the real thing about Mitch McConnell. Whether whether you loved Mitch McConnell or hated Mitch McConnell, he ruled with an iron fist in the Senate. No question about it. Hmm. He ruled that conference and he in many ways uh was a tag team partner first with Harry Reid. And then with Chuck Schumer to really control what happened on the floor. And so he read the conference. He knew where the votes were. Uh, he understood that part of it incredibly well, uh, maybe better than anyone who's ever really understood the Senate. Uh, I've, I've been called out by Mitch McConnell and his staff, uh, as you know, as you're doing the debate, as you're go- coming up for big votes, all of those things happen all the time. That's part of the deal. The one thing I never, ever, ever questioned about Mitch McConnell was his commitment to the institution of the Senate. He loved the Senate uh, and did a lot to preserve it, even things that not a lot of people know about. There's a lot of inside baseball of things getting rid of the filibuster and some of those things that people had called for and looked like were going to happen. And and it was Mitch McConnell who said, no, 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 that's crucial for the minority party, regardless of whether the minority party is the Republicans or the Democrats. Uh, This is really important. And so uh, he does love the institution of the Senate, uh, and did a lot of things to help preserve that. A steady hand, no question. Also has the reputation for uh, letting bills die on his desk. <laughs> and that's and sadly, that's become the job of the majority leader in the Senate. Uh, in fact, uh, our own Rob Bishop, when he was in the House, uh, he he was the one who really coined that phrase. You know, where the Senate is where great legislation goes to die. Uh, and whether it was Mitch McConnell's desk or Harry Reid's desk or now it's Chuck Schumer's desk, there is just a desk there that's just full of really good bills that the Senate will never take up. Uh, but but also remember that even going back historically, the Senate has always been designed to be the great deliberative body. 
it's supposed to be the cooling saucer to the hot tea of the yes. of the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes it has been, and sometimes it hasn't. Sometimes it's just been a really slow, mucky <laughs> kind of process there uh, in the Senate. But Mitch, Mitch McConnell recognized that. Uh, he did like that deliberative process uh, and, and trying to protect that portion of it. Now, Mitch McConnell, no question, a partisan, a partisan, uh, and played that to a T in so many ways. If you look at, I mean, I think probably one of his biggest legacies will be three nominees to the Supreme Court under the Trump administration. And part of the reason that happened was because he was the majority leader and held held the nomination of Merrick Garland. Yep. It did not happen. That was that was partisanship right there, no question about it. Uh and changes some precedent, some things that uh, I vastly disagreed with. Uh but having those three nominees during the Trump administration uh, will be something that he will definitely be known for. So if he, when he steps down in November, and then he's still serving until 2027, right? January 2027. Um, what does this do in terms of uh, the shift in power for the Republican Party? Or what, what, yeah, what's the, your take the, on that? The timing on this is so interesting to me uh, because uh, I, I didn't think he would do anything until he was really done. So to do it now is interesting. Uh, he is one of the very few Republican senators in the Senate who has not endorsed Donald Trump. So part of me wonders if he thinks, well, I'm going to stay out of it, and if I have nothing to lose, and if I'm not going to be the leader anymore, then I don't have to deal with Trump. He, I don't think he's had a conversation with Donald Trump in three years. Oh wow! Oh, since I the... don't think he's uttered his name in three years. Is he mad? Uh, they are. They have no relationship. It's all transactions between those two. Okay, I mean, uh, I couldn't blame him if he were. Yeah, and bo- so extremely bothered yeah. by by what transpired on maybe January sixth. Oh, but I don't know. Have yeah. any ins- any inside information no, actually, on that, this? Uh, I actually think that was the straw that broke the camel's back for for Mitch McConnell as it relates to Donald Trump. In fact, you can go back to his floor speech after January sixth, mm-hmm. uh, and it was scathing. It was probably the most fired up and scathing rebuke on the floor of the Senate uh, that I've seen from a Republican in a long time, uh, and particularly during that season, going into impeachment and so on. Uh, the, all of those proceedings, but he was uh, that was a that was a really crucial day in uh, Mitch McConnell's legacy. I think uh, that speech after January mm. the sixth. So, which octogenarian is going to replace him? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you this: the odds are nine and a half out of ten that the person will have the first name of John. Okay. <laughs> okay. It will be it will be John Thune, John Cornyn, or John Barrasso. <laughs> Those are the three other leaders uh, amongst the Republicans right now. Now, you could have someone else emerge from that. And this vote actually won't even take place until December uh, once they get kind of things done past the election and and it's determined who the replacements are for, you know, senators that win and lose and retire. Uh, So it will really be the the next group of senators that will decide who that will be. Uh, But the jockeying is really between those three Johns. uh, And uh, I think John Thune probably has the inside track uh, at the moment. Are all three McConnell acolytes? Uh, they've all worked together uh, with uh, with him for a number of years. They all have their own little feel and flavor. John Thune's much more in the communication space, uh, which I think would be a good thing if you're a Republican in the Senate. He's a little more focused that way. Cornyn is much more about policy. 
uh, and uh, and Senator Barrasso from Wyoming, Westerner, uh, and he's kind of a collaborator guy. So they, they each kind of have their own little lane and their little niche. Uh, and I think there'll be some others that will uh, get into the fray as we get closer did to November. Did it surprise you at all, Boyd, that he did this so, I want to say early? early. It's like, like a two-week notice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... In November, and I'm yeah. looking at the clock, and it's not even, yeah, so it's not even February 29th yet. I think there's two reasons for that. Okay. One, he's obviously had health issues uh, over yes, the last six months. People have been that. Cover, covering that. Uh, and I think he wanted to make sure that he had that moment to make the speech that he gave yesterday, which, by the way, I will say was a really good speech from Mitch McConnell. It was really strong and really important to go back and look at. So I think he wanted to give that. And if his health is is a little uneven, I think he probably wanted to do that before there, he wouldn't be able to deliver that speech. So I think the speech was one thing that was important to him. The other is, I think, the election. And I think he wants to have a little wiggle room to be able to be critical of the former president should he be the nominee for the Republicans. Wow. I found it fascinating that he did say uh, that he would return to the body. Yeah, You know, something that Kevin McCarthy did for about five seconds when he stepped down as Speaker of the House. And he's like, I'm out. I'm not finishing out my term. And remember, most of them have to do that so they can continue to fundraise through the cycle, which they can then transfer over into a a PAC or a super PAC or uh, an institution somewhere down the line. Boyd, thank you. This portion of David Dujanovic is brought to you by Window World. Window World of Utah today for the best value in windows and doors. Give them a call. And that's no baloney. Next, uh, a judge has ruled in the favor of KSL 5 television and the investigative team that has been trying for a year to get a copy of Attorney General Sean Reyes's work calendar. A judge ruled in KSL 5's uh, favor this week. We'll ask the KSL 5 investigative team if the AG has turned over his calendar yet. Next.